Have you ever wondered how pricing actually works in retail? Or not just in retail, but how brands price themselves or services, for example. In this video, we're going to talk about the pricing psychology that can actually raise your prices by about 10 to 30% guaranteed. You interested? Let's talk about it now. One of the things I learned with my mentors who are in retail business is that you want to understand how pricing psychology works. And I want to share with you four types of pricing psychologies that you probably didn't know that's being used into, I wouldn't say tricking people into buying, but by making people pull out their wallets a lot easier than the usual. So understanding it can also make you a smart shopper as well because you know how pricing works. So it goes both ways. I didn't understand how pricing works. So when I go to the mall and when I shop for things, I don't know why I buy the things that I buy. Why I buy something that's worth 999 instead of something that's worth 1,000 pesos. I want to give you some tips on how pricing actually works. Classic example of it would be Steve Jobs. He used it a lot with Apple, which I'll go ahead later on to explain to you how it works. Elon Musk is another person that used it a lot with Tesla and also so does other big name companies. And it actually depends on what they're actually selling. I don't want to give you four tips, but instead I'm going to give you five tricks that you can learn in less than five minutes. So stick around, stay with me here so that you can learn five tips and tricks about how pricing works. The first tip that I want to share with you in terms of pricing is what we call the charm pricing. This is probably the most famous of all types of pricing pricing point. Companies make the first digit of the price as low as possible because buyers tend to respond better to the lower digit first. Let me explain. So instead of pricing, for example, a shirt that you have for a thousand pesos, you want to price it at 997, 998, or 999. Some even go as low as 990 or 995. Depends on how you put it. So that's called charm pricing. It's one of the oldest tricks in the world. If you're a buyer, just go to the mall. Just go to like a department store and see that they never price something at 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, 2,500, and so on and so forth. They always price it 999, 998, 1498, 1999. It depends on what they believe. Like they say that eight at the end is called infinity in Chinese. It's lucky. We use that in, in retail. That's number one. It's called charm pricing. Let's move on to the second tip, which is called reframing. So you've probably seen this used a hundred times over and over again, especially in the info product space when people offer product info or services like for a subscription let's say for a subscription is let's say 1500 a month like for an app for a service an app that you use instead of pricing at 1500 pesos a month they'll price it at 50 pesos a day so it becomes cheaper right think about it like 50 pesos a day that's cheap but if you total it it's a lot more than just 1500 as an example or you can price it as like this like you're gonna spend like a voucher for 1,500 pesos a month. Or if you're a coffee, you can say six cups of coffee per month. So six is better sounding than saying you're spending for 1,500 pesos for six cups of coffee. So you can just say six cups of coffee is what you're getting for a subscription. Does that make sense? Reframing prices can make them seem more affordable. So you see six, you're getting six, you see the value in it instead of seeing the amount of total that you're going to pay. That's why when monthly payments come in, do you see it as this is how much you're going to pay? So that's called reframing, which I'll explain to you more in the next three. Moving on to the third tip or maybe trick is that it's all about what we call anchoring. Now, this one is my favorite. People instinctively compare things, especially when buying decisions. What's the reason why a lot of people buy sale? When you see like 10%, 20, 30, 
70% off. If you show them something expensive first, they'll often think that the next thing you show to them is cheaper. If I can put an example here probably of like Steve Jobs explaining, remember when he was highlighting the iPad for the first time, I think he said they're pricing the iPad at $999. But no, but wait, they're gonna price it after explaining everything, all the features and what have you, they're pricing at $499. You're technically saving 50%. You're slashing off 50% from it. And that's what people like. It's called anchoring. This is price anchoring and you can use it online or offline. It's like when you subscribe now for the next three hours or two hours in this infomercial that you watch on TV, if it says 5,000 pesos, you take an additional 50% off. So it's only 2,500. Only for the next two to three hours. You've seen those. So it makes you think faster. It makes you decide faster. Oh, if I buy now, it's going to be cheaper by 2,500. So that's called anchoring. There's so many examples. Let me know in the comment section if you have an example of an anchoring type of price pointing. I don't want to say the mall that does that, but malls, department stores do that a lot. They do that payday sale, the 14, 15, 16, the 29, 30, 31, up to one type of sale, especially the weekend types of sale. They always look forward to that because when their prices is at, for example, uh, $9.99, they're going to try to slash off 30% and say it's about 700 pesos. Moving on to the fourth kind of pricing psychology is the what, what we call the odd even pricing. Odd even pricing. So what it does is people associate odd numbers with bargains. Have you noticed how the people actually use odd numbers instead of even numbers? Just look at the prices that you see. Even in fast food restaurants. So if you sell something that's affordable, make it let's say 97 pesos instead of saying 100 pesos or 97 pesos or 99 pesos. Odd prices make you think unconsciously that it's cheaper instead of seeing an even number. If you're selling something expensive and you want to make the perception that your product is expensive, you may want to put a price of let's say 1,000 pesos instead of 999. So for example, high fashion brands, you'll never see them price it at, you know, 24,000 999 for a bag or they're not going to price 99,000 they're going to price it exactly 100,000 because it makes you think that it's expensive the designer handbag think about it and let's move on to the last which is number five what we call decoy pricing decoy pricing have you ever seen this at a coffee shop or a movie theater wherein there's a small cup that's going to be let's, let's say 50 pesos and there's the medium cup at 90 pesos and you see the large price at 100. So you go from 50 and there the medium size is 90 and you see large at 100. Ice cream shops do this a lot. In these cases, the medium size is what we call the decoy. So it's a decoy pricing. It makes you think that you're saving by adding a little extra so you get the large one. So technically, you're just buying either small. You see the difference between a small and a large. And then the medium, usually people don't buy the medium. It's one of the least things that people buy. In these cases, the medium is the decoy decoy that they're trying to hide the real price. The primary purpose is to make the large look like it's the best deal you can get. Let's say from 250 ml to 355 ml to getting 600 ml. It's a huge leap, but then there's only 10 peso different. Starbucks uses this a lot. If you, if you go to a Starbucks, uh, what's the sizes? There's tall, grande, and then venti. See the difference between the medium size and the large size, right? And tell me I'm wrong. This is called decoy pricing. Just a quick note with all this, the tricks that I shared with you. None of these strategies work 100% of the time because a lot of people get smart as a buyer as well. Don't blindly implement them as a seller. Check your audience 
and check your buyers who they are because you want to run what we call the A, B test. You want to try one point and you want to show another point as well. Show, for example, one price at 97 pesos, one price at 99 pesos, and one price at 100 pesos and see what people actually buy from those and then settle on one that gets you the best result. Again, it always differs and always varies for every type of seller and it depends on what you're actually selling. Don't trust me. I'm not suggesting that you do all of these. Trust the buying powers of your market. Trust the data that you collect. Don't sell based out of emotion. Base, uh, base your decisions out of data because data does not lie. It's rare that there's an anomaly with data. For a conclusion, if you sell something, consider testing these to pump your sales numbers up. And if you're just a shopper, remember, don't let this affect you too much as well. But of course, now you cannot unsee this anymore because you've learned how pricing actually works in retail if you're not in a retail person. Either way, knowing a bit about how pricing psychology works will help you a lot both ways. Question of the day, are you a seller or are you a buyer? And whatever you are, what's your biggest takeaway from this episode? Let me know in the comment section.